Blog Talk Radio. We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATV disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are The Bride Ministry, We Are The Bride Radio, or We Are The Bride Television. Thank you. Good evening, Bride. Good evening. This is your host coming to you from Washington, D.C., Dr. June Knight, listen, I'm so excited because tonight we have two awesome guys who has, their lives have been turned around by the power of Jesus Christ. The Lord has transformed their lives out of the LGBT lifestyle, and now they have come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ, and all they wanted to do, bride, all they wanted to do was share the story of Jesus. And how Jesus set them free. But guess what, bride? That old devil, the old big company, come against them and said, We're not going to let you print your book through us. Now remember, Amazon is not a publisher. Amazon is merely a printer. All they do is print books. You are required to have a publisher unless you choose to self-publish your own book. So Amazon decides that they are not allowed to print their books through the Amazon platform. Why, may you ask? Because it does not fit their guidelines. So we are going to hear from these guys themselves. We're going to start off with Mr. Darren. Hell, how are you doing, Mr. Darren? Darren Mel is here. Mel, how are you doing, sir? I've been doing well, thank you. Now, Darren, where do you live? Uh, I reside in Minnesota, uh, suburb of Minneapolis. All right, and uh, I'm going to read your bio, Darren. So, Darren Mill is president of Voice of the Voiceless, an advocacy organization whose mission it is to defend the rights of former homosexuals, individuals with unwanted same-sex attraction, and their family. Voice of the Voiceless created the petition to Amazon to reverse their censorship, requesting the ex-homosexual testimony and Christian discipleship books be restored to the online store. Darren's expressed identity changed several times throughout his life, initially identifying as a gay man from high school through his late 20s, Darren met his wife, and his journey took a course change. After several years of marriage, extreme spiritual truth seeking through weekly prayer with a brother in the faith, Darren now expresses his identity as a heterosexual man, a husband, and now with two children. He loves being a father as well. Darren gives all glory for his family and life to his Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. Darren joined Voice of the Voiceless in 2016 as an advisory board member. 
and now serves as the president. Darren is the author of his own blog, and his blog is www.darrenmehlblog.com. And a portion of his story has been published in the book, Achieving Heterosexuality. Now, also brought on our website at watbradio.com, we have the petition for you to sign. You can go to watbradio.com forward slash btl dash Amazon. Now, Darren, uh, tell them a little bit about Voice of the Voiceless. Yeah, uh, Voice of the Voiceless is an advocacy group, uh, as you mentioned in the bio. Um, we represent the uh, former LGBT uh, people who have uh, left that identity and exchanged it for one as a Christian. Um, right. And, um, yep. And uh, we we help educate and uh, inform people on um, the faith walk and refer people to ministries um, that can help them with discipleship and yeah. also um, uh, informing people on um, the best uh, information out there about um, exchanging your identity uh, for one in Christ. Well, that's awesome. So basically, God is calling you to educate. He is calling you to educate these people. That's awesome. We'll talk about that more in a minute. Now, Brian, would y'all all say hello to Jeremy? How you doing, Jeremy? Hi, June. How you doing? I'm doing good, yeah, I really sir. Now, Jeremy, where do you live? I'm uh, in uh, Texas, actually, uh, north Texas, um, uh, just north of uh, Dallas. Okay, so you're near Dallas. Let me read his bio. Jeremy Schwab, am I saying your last name right? Yes. (laughs) Okay, good. Jeremy Schwab earned an MBA in marketing from the University of Dallas in 2004 and a Master's of Science in Entrepreneurship in 2010. In addition to corporate employment, Jeremy works as an actor for TV commercials and film. After 12 years of living an active gay life, Jeremy stopped pursuing gay relationships and returned to his Catholic faith. Within a short time, he found significant healing and reduction. What's SSA? Uh, Same-sex attraction. Oh, okay. Due to spiritual group and help from reparative therapy and programs like Journey into Manhood. In 2013, Jeremy founded Joel 225 International, which you can find at www.joel225.org, a Christian ministry supporting men, women, youth, and families affected by SSA, providing resources and support groups in 16 languages. Joel 225 now supports individuals in small groups in 104 countries. Wow. Can you tell us exactly what that group is, Joel 225? Yes. uh, Well, initially it started as a a small group uh, in my apartment. I think I had probably three people initially. And um, it was about two years after I had left the the gay lifestyle. And at the time, a lot of the ministries – or at least the main public ministries that were supposed to be helping people leave that lifestyle were seeming, at least what I saw as being compromised um, theologically and in other ways. Um, and that mainly talking about the Exodus international uh, in the U S which was shut down right after that. Um, but at this point they were still open and uh, I was becoming really frustrated with uh with their attempts to try to um, water down the gospel in order to appease the um, the gay activists and other people, uh, mainly because I had just come out of that after 12 years. You know, I knew how destructive it was. I knew that, you know, where I was spiritually when I was in that. And I could not understand why suddenly this – group and it was mainly just the leaders of that group. I think it was probably three people that were 
in charge of it at the time. I, I know a lot of people disagreed with him too, but um, it seemed to be uh, sending a message that I just didn't think was helpful and uh, and certainly wasn't um, in line with uh, with the gospel. So, yeah, I started this group initially just in my in my apartment, and then it started growing. And then a friend of mine that I was talking to through Facebook um, lived in Nigeria, and he mentioned they didn't have anything like that there. And he really wished that they did. So I thought we'd um, call him on Skype one day just to try to cheer him up. And he really enjoyed participating that way. So they started participating more. And then he mentioned it to a few other people. And I started getting emails from people in different parts of uh, Africa and Asia and South America. And so then we started. um, Yeah, we started uh, forming groups uh, initially through video conference. Now we've got some in local areas too. And then there were several in the course that, spoke English as a second language, so they were able to take a lot of uh, the resources and translate it. So we've got um, groups meeting in different languages um, all during the week, and we have uh, prayer groups every day as well. Well, that's awesome. Listen, uh, both of you guys, though, both of you are working towards uh, educating and helping uh, people. So I would like for you all to... Uh, take us back in time, and what happened with your books and Amazon? Tell us your story, and we'll start off with you, Darren. What is your story about the book? Yeah, well, as an advocacy group, um, we are notified that Anne um, Polk and Joe Dallas, both of their books, which are um, some of the strongest books, were removed um, from Amazon, published because of the LGBT activist who got some petitions together and he admitted that he hadn't read the books, but um, they've been labeled um, under a straw man of conversion therapy. And so when um, I got word of it, uh, I worked with my board and um, we put the petition together and then uh, launched that uh, petition. So the, the books that Ann and Joe wrote are um, many people have given testimony of those books helping them. Um, you know, when, when you're dealing with unwanted same-sex attraction or trying to align your identity and your behavior with the teachings of Jesus, um, yeah. there aren't many books out there that really address that issue to help disciple you. And a lot of churches aren't equipped to deal with um, these, these issues. And so when um, a lot of people have found Joe's and Ann's books out there, and have uh, given testimony of how, how helpful they are to disciple them in the faith and to say, you know, this is the journey that they went on. It's their testimony and, and their understanding of scripture and um, our relationship with Jesus and the sanctifying work that Jesus does in us and it yeah. encourages people. And so these books um, being taken off is, is detrimental to people who are seeking the help and trying to align their faith. I agree and it's 100%. Just, yeah. yeah, and so this is a, a, a religious, um, these are religious books by, by their nature in that they're um, talking about the work of Jesus and the life of Jesus and the work of the Holy Spirit and, and how you can read Scripture and understand Scripture to bring um, the, the alignment with your identity and your behaviors to what Jesus says and into the way that God says that we are created. And so um, that's kind of where we came from with this. And then there were also other books and I'll kind of, you know, tag team with Jeremy here because the Joseph Nicolosi books were also um, taken offline. Hmm. Well, what about you, uh, Jeremy? What's your story? <clears throat> Yes, uh, well, I think as Darren mentioned, um, uh, I uh, actually, because of Joel 225 and our growing groups in lots of different countries, initially was I was trying to order these books and ship them across the world to the different parts of the world. And then it became really difficult because a lot of countries don't have a very good postal system, and the books would you know, just get stuck in a warehouse somewhere in the post office for three months. And, yeah. and it was also very expensive. So then I started re- – about two years ago, I started reaching out to all these authors and trying to encourage them uh, to um, put their books on Amazon because 
Amazon actually owns Kindle and Audible for audiobooks yeah. and the e-reader. And that was actually, they sort of have a monopoly on there virtually. And, but by putting them there, all these, all of our groups could access them through the Kindle app. And then uh, I began, uh, I built a sound studio and uh, recorded audiobooks of a few versions of these. And uh, we loaded those onto uh, the Audible app so they could download it from there and listen to it. And uh, it was really, really helpful for a lot of them. We uh, actually even manually translated some of these books into uh, Spanish and Portuguese and into Italian. Uh, the guys wow. up the work. And so those were actually on Amazon, and all those got taken down too. So yeah. it's not so much just the printed book that you know maybe we could get that printed somewhere else, but the fact that they've been basically silenced everywhere. <laughs> um, and the other thing is, you know, if we try to create our own application, kind of like Kindle or or um, anything like that, if we had the technology, um, and different ministries have tried to do that, uh, the same activists have demanded that those apps be removed from the Apple Store and from Google and from Microsoft so uh, that nobody can act. So they basically, it's, it's not just Amazon, it's uh, the people behind us that have uh, followed us everywhere to try to make sure we can't print anything or, or speak out publicly. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm going to tell y'all both, this is a lot bigger than Amazon. This this issue of trying to silence the church is everywhere because the president just had a meeting uh, last week called Social Media Summit, and that's where he brought in uh, the top, like, uh, conservative voices in the country that are alternative, you know, through YouTube and online, kind of like what I do. And he brought them in, and he talked to them about it, and he's like, look, I am not happy with them uh, trying to shut the voice up of the church. He didn't say the church, but conservatives, Republicans, you know, because basically they want to make sure or try to make sure that he does not win. And I'm not trying to make this conversation political. I'm just saying what I know. You see what I mean? The reality of how big this is. I want y'all to know out there listening across the world, uh, the Christians in America, we are under persecution. This is persecution. This is digital persecution. And when they try to shut us up on Facebook, we know what happens to Diamond and Silk and all the different ones where they try to shut them down, Alex Jones, you know, through Twitter, uh, Facebook, and all the other places. So is what I'm asking y'all is, is Amazon the only place that is trying to shut up the ex-LGBT voice that y'all know of? Um, no, they're not. Um, Amazon is just the latest. If you go back right. and um, read your read the news from a year ago, if you look at Vimeo, um, which is like a, a paid YouTube uh, video service, okay. they removed over 800 ex-gay testimonies, that pure passion um, with David Kyle Foster, his ministry. He what? had translated those videos. Over 800 videos were removed um, with very short notice, actually. Uh, yeah, and they're just testimonies. And Vimeo has said that they don't allow videos on sexual orientation change efforts and that they categorically do not allow that. And so wow. they take the Christian testimony of Jesus um, helping someone to align their faith and the behavior and their identity to his teaching as sexual orientation change efforts, even though it's not, that's not what it is. It's, it's discipleship wow. and Christian Christian discipleship, but they label yeah. those videos as if you say that you're ex gay, meaning that you once were gay, but now you're not living that way. Um, then right, that's right. a change effort, and so they've removed all those videos. And, wow. Um, and so yeah, you know, that, a, that was a – go ahead, Jeremy. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> no, I was just saying that that's been a, a struggle with us as well for Joel 225 because uh, every hey, time – Hey, Jeremy, talk a little louder. Oh, okay, yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, a little better. Okay. 
How about this? Okay. Uh, yes, uh, it's been kind of a struggle for a yeah, while with. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's been a struggle for a while with uh, with all of the social media, not just in the U.S. Uh, initially, when I first got onto Twitter, uh, about probably five years ago, even before starting, well, right after starting Joel Two Twenty Five. Uh, they used to sell ads on Twitter, and well, they still do to other people. But uh, I tried to run just a very short ad, um, re- just trying to reach out to people that were already interested in finding this help. I wasn't even preaching to anybody or anything, and it was immediately flagged for hate speech, and my account was frozen and never what? opened again. I mean, I, I can't. Yeah, I was banned for life, pretty much, and I can't even challenge it. I mean, they won't even talk to me about it. Um, and the same with uh, Facebook hasn't been quite as bad for me. I guess maybe I've found ways around it, but yeah, there's still, um, and it's not just the, I mean, um, the corporations that run these are of course very against us, but it's mostly the activists on the user end. And some of the times there's probably one or two of them, but they'll click a button 50 times to make it look like 50 people called in or contacted. (laughs) And, um, so they'll, uh, they'll target anything that they immediately think offends them at all. And, uh, and a lot of times you can't challenge it. If somebody said they're offended. That's, that's all they needed to know to, to ban your account. <laughs> um, yeah. so then it's, uh, and I've seen some of them that ran petitions to try to get one of our apps taken down a few years ago. And they were bragging on their, their Facebook page, each of them that said that they'd signed it over 300 times, you know, with different names. And so, I mean, they're bragging about cheating the system, <laughs> Uh, but then, of course, the press release makes it sound like there's this big outpouring that the whole world is against uh, what we're doing, which maybe they are. But it's uh, it's usually a handful of people that are really bitter and angry, and um, they seem to wield a lot of power because everybody bows to whatever they want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and in 2017, um, Facebook – if you remember, they did a big purge of interests for advertisements and um, voice, the voiceless was able to um, use an ad interest called the X gay movement because we actually have a movement. um, And that's how we advertised to people that were interested in, um, in our ministry and in, in our community. And in 2017, they purged it. And so we're no longer allowed to advertise or use Facebook to communicate with our own community. So Facebook erased us in 2017 and taken away just about every interest that would be connected to our community. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you all, it is a global agenda. Uh, They don't want anyone to uh, speak negative against LGBT is what it is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like today, I heard that California is assaulting. Uh, you know, they've got a lot of push towards that even more. Like um, I reported on the news, I guess a couple of weeks ago, where some 11-year-old girls uh, were in a thing at school where they were like doing an Olympic little race. And whoever won was the one that was able to put a condom on an erect male penis. Uh, yeah, which was a uh, a model of one. But, uh, you know, I was like, what the world? But it's all, and then I found out today that they're trying to uh, do kindergartners. For the kindergartners, they want to teach them about anal sex and oral sex. And the reason is, is because they are, and and Vermont, you know, I'm not just picking on California, but I'm just saying this spirit. Uh, Vermont is pushing to pass uh, bills where their state will actually pay for uh, transgender operations uh, for children. And so when we see these things, we see that there is a a push, especially even up here in D.C., you know, with Congress right now pushing H.R. 5, uh, which is the Equality Bill, and they want to assault everything in society to push that in, uh, the educational system, the churches, everything. So it's definitely a big global movement, but I would... 
I wanted to bring y'all on here because I wanted you to talk to uh, America and have a time, you know, to talk to uh, ministers out there on what can we do to help. Like, what do you want us to pray for you? What talk to us here? Yeah, well, I I'd like to start out by saying that you know what our community is isn't against the LGBT community. That's not why we exist. Um, we exist because of Jesus Christ, and um, we our our ministries and the advocacy that Voice of Voiceless does is to equip people with the truth of knowing that there is salvation even for the LGBT community. That um, they that nobody is excluded from salvation in Christ. And when people come and, and get to know Jesus and, and want desire to have Jesus be their Lord and savior, that there is a sanctifying uh, power and a life change that does happen. And for the people that choose that, that journey with Jesus to be obedient and, and follow his teachings, um, that is what we're advocating for is the freedom to do that. And, and I, I'm so thankful that I was born in, in America where we have freedom of religion and freedom to choose our destiny. And yes. unfortunately, the spirit that's working against us is saying that seeking Jesus is harmful to the LGBT community, that you know our, our testimonies and our ministries of discipleship in our faith and our Christian faith is somehow causing depression and suicide in people. And that's a complete misunderstanding. And honestly, it's um, uh, somewhat what of a pejorative mean? attack against us. Yeah. What are you saying? Well, that? Yeah. Jesus, him, Jesus has said that he is the way, the truth and the life. And anybody that's seeking Jesus um, is going to find life. They're not going to find depression yeah. and suicide. And so, um, you know, I, I don't know what other people's stories are, but there's a lot of people that say, you know, well, um, you know, seeking, seeking this lifestyle is, is inauthentic and that it doesn't work. And, and, but Jesus restores and Jesus heals and um, for my own testimony, you know, I, I was um, uh, living as a gay man for many years, but I wanted to be a Christian and I knew that the behavior of sodomy is a sin and that that is not loving another man, that that is harming and love doesn't do harm to their neighbor. And, and I'm, and I'm um, rejecting the truth of, of who God created me to be and who God created the other man to be. And just, you know, there's all these um, faith statements and beliefs in the Christian faith that I'm trying to reconcile and, and yeah, it was a struggle to understand because I didn't have a ministry at the time that um, knew the truth and, and, and to guide me in that. But I had a brother in the faith that prayed with me on a weekly basis and kept me pointed at Jesus. And then Jesus did the work, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and there's a lot of um, claim that, you know, this is conversion therapy and that science is against it, that you know? and California. Yeah. They're trying to make conversion well, there against the Yeah, Lord. right. Yeah, I could speak to and, that too. Um, oh, go ahead, happened. Jeremy. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I mean, didn't... go ahead, and, Jeremy. Um, oh. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, yes, uh, I could speak to that. Um, and uh, a lot, every time that uh, you see a post that says uh, the American Psychological Association is against this or American Psychiatric Association, what they're all referring okay. to is one document, one document that was written uh, by a group of seven people, uh, seven psychologists. Six of them were long-term gay activists, and um, they excluded anybody from the discussion who had any knowledge of the subject uh, uh, who had either practiced the therapy or knew anybody that had. I didn't talk to any of us or anybody who had gone through it. And wow. uh, they basically uh, just critiqued the stories of people that had changed and just tried to point out that they still had some temptation here or there, or that they weren't like completely 100% cured, which um, yeah. most of us aren't cured until we're 
dead because Satan never gives up on trying to <laughs> grab a hold of people. Um, but the um, so they they released uh, an opinion piece that had really no science behind it at all. I mean, they literally excluded any side other than what they wanted to say. And because they were with the APA, that's the one that's propagated everywhere as if that was what the scientific community believes. And of course now it's taught in. Sorry, my phone keeps beating here. Yes. Um, I said, so that same document is what uh, is propagated everywhere. And anytime, sorry, it's usually just referenced over and over again. It's the same. I mean, it was written by seven people that had a political agenda and refused to talk to anybody that knew anything on the subject. And so it's really hard to take that one seriously. (laughs) Of course, the same uh, same people are now trying to say that polygamy is healthy and uh, they're going out in all kinds of different directions now. Um, yeah. So you kind of see where their their mindset is, and it's it's not one that's really very healthy. So. Um, but also, I mean, there are people that you know that had this the struggle that have a lot of emotional wounds and relational wounds, whatever caused that, whether it was a broken family or, or other things, and and so they do need healing. They do need uh, you know what only only Jesus can provide for them, and a lot right. of times they don't get that. And then, so they do have a lot of uh, emotional issues, and sometimes they run away, and then they take it out on, on us or on the church, and they say, "Well, the reason I'm unhappy is because there's people that disagree with me still." And it's like, well, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 definitely you can see that after you know, those past month when the entire world was covered in rainbow flags, and yet yeah. these same people still feel that they're rejected. They still feel like they're discriminated against. Yeah. And it's all because of their what's internal, uh, the wounding internally that hasn't been addressed. Yeah. I do, and I agree. It's like, when will it ever be enough? I understand. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and- now, y'all, y'all actually have a petition going around, Darren. Can you tell them what is that petition and how can they find out about it? Yeah, the petition is on change.org, and we have a second one on LifeSite News. Um, And so on uh, Voice of the Voiceless, um, our Facebook page, we have shared it. And um, I don't have a short link for it, but um, if you go on the Voice of the Voiceless Facebook page, you'll definitely see it. And... um, and what we have the LifeSite News. Um, well, what we're hoping to do is to show uh, support for religious freedom and that uh, to point out that Amazon is actually uh, religiously discriminating against us, which is against the Civil Rights Act. Um, recently, they restored one of the books, um, David Robinson's book, and Interestingly enough, his book is not religious-based. Um, yeah. His base was booked uh, based on just the understanding that uh, someone told him about the plumbing and how the plumbing works and that they're complementary <laughs> between a man and a woman, that they're made for each other. And so he pursued um, women just based on that. So it wasn't a religious conversion experience. but And so they restored his book. But yet they haven't restored Anne or Joe's, which is distinctly right, right. Relig- uh, religious message. Yeah. And so I, I, I also hope to, um, with these petitions, to bring light to the fact that this conversion therapy is a straw man argument. You know, Jeremy talked about the APA and Division 44 and yeah. how six of the seven people were um, LGBT activists. And that it was more of an opinion piece based on science. And, um, you know, we want to bring that straw man down because last year, um, you know, you you see all these conversion therapy ban bills going across the country. And I think it's 15 states that ban, you know, therapy, which is talk therapy um, with children, with minors. And so they've started in, in on our Voice of the Voiceless page. I've shared this several times. They, um, I have a video of one of the spokespeople that are pushing the conversion therapy, um, 
And actually, Jeremy on Joel 225 has an expo- uh, exposes Sam Brinton as well. Uh, he was at Google headquarters. And at the very end of his talk about conversion therapy, someone asked him, well, you know, why aren't you going after pastors? You know, you're just going after the licensed therapist. And he says, well, you know, you can only go after people that have licensed um, credentials. But this is uh, a cultural proxy attack against pastors and ministers that will make it culturally unacceptable for them to minister to LGBT people. And what we saw last year was the Williams Institute came out with a report, and they're kind of in the bag for the LGBT agenda. Um, They came out with a report that was practically jumping the shark and saying that 600,000-plus LGBT people have gone through conversion therapy. (laughs) Now, mind you, initially the conversion therapy is shock therapy, aversion therapy, uh, shaming and and coercing, and and all these things that aren't really happening, but this is what they're labeling. And so they come out with this report saying 600,000 people have gone through it, and they did a switch. They switched the narrative from therapists, and it's my opinion that they know that they've kind of got that in the bag, that therapy is, yeah. is evil and bad because they've been saying it for so long. And so now they're <laughs> switching. And in that report, they said more people, more children are going to be going through conversion therapy with spiritual advisors than with therapists. And so last year they kind of switched the narrative to the religious spiritual advisors. Well, of course, that was a euphemism that they only needed for mm-hmm. one year because in California, and I think you alluded to this earlier, June, in California, they tried AB 2943 last year to ban it outright and make any speech of it um, fraud. And then this year, Evan Lowe, who introduced AB 2943 and said he'd bring it back, but he didn't. He brought back kind of a worse one, honestly, uh, ACR 11 or 99, sorry, ACR 99. And that is where it was a resolution saying that pastors and churches should be affirming mm-hmm. of the LGBT because science says so. And yep. and so the narrative is now going after the church. And so yep. it, it's been out there the whole time, and, and they've been yeah. aiming for the church and to change that narrative. Go ahead, Jeremy. Yeah, the, in fact, uh, actually Northwestern uh, Law School uh, wrote a review after um, the Jonah trial. That was a, a lawsuit that they brought up against another ministry um, and were able to shut that down uh, in New Jersey. And they they said on there at the time that they knew that they couldn't initially uh, sue most uh, religious ministries because of religious freedom, but that their strategy – and they, they were speaking this to an audience, assuming that everybody agreed with them – was to um, to punish anybody in a professional realm and make it look like a more and more obscure idea so that the churches would be forced to accept their um, – uh, you know, ideas about the the whole situation that they'd be forced to embrace the whole LGBT uh, mentality because you know they would yeah. isolate. They, they would actually use this word will isolate them enough that uh, nobody will take them seriously. And they basically, of course, they actually believe this stuff. But they they said you know it's like saying that the world is flat and the sun revolves around it. And that's actually yeah. what the judge said as well at the court. <laughs> uh, but they. Um, so that was their initial strategy, but they're really after. Um, and as you said earlier, there's never going to be enough. So even if they succeed in all of this, uh, there's going to be something else they'll go after. So whether it's suing a church for not hosting their wedding or um, whatever it takes to to meet that need that that can't be met any other way. Right. And well, I June, I want to mention, if I could, about the. Um, I want to go back to the APA task force. Um, document real quick because when I was searching about whether or not homosexuality was normal when I was you know identified as a gay man and I was trying to decide like how to reconcile my faith and reality and so I actually found that task paper and I read it and inside of it it said that there that there isn't any hard evidence that um, it works or it doesn't work but there is anecdotal evidence that it's harmful and that statement, anecdotal evidence, is what they run with. But then they also said that there's anecdotal evidence that um, religiously motivated people 
do experience change. And I was like, well, I'm religiously motivated. And so that was actually kind of encouraging to me. So the fact that that statement is in there. And then what I learned yeah. over the last couple of years um, in, in understanding psychology, I'm not a psychologist, but um, yeah. in reading the papers and experiencing the pushback in my own faith and being what it is, is that the stigma, and this is one of the buzzwords, is that there's stigma telling me that I am not actually gay that, or that I shouldn't be gay. And when you get down to the brass tacks, that stigma is Jesus Christ. He is saying that um, I need to repent of that behavior and come into his truth. And yeah. I believe that the APA and these medical associations aren't um, philosophically qualified to tell me that my religion is just a stigma and is an external pressure that I have to um, push back <laughs> on and get away from. Analysis. Yeah. And so yeah. when I realized that the whole argument is around the stigma and that the depression and suicide is the, is the stigma coming from the outside, that they're actually talking about Christianity and about Christ and what he's calling us Oh, to. I know they are. I read that bill in California when they talked about it, yes. And yeah, and so I that that's when I said, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna pursue Christ and people tell me, Well, you know, you're you're really gay, you just have internalized homophobia. I'm like, No, I'm not afraid of gays, I'm not afraid of of myself. Um you know, I'm afraid of sinning against God because I know that yeah. there's judgment and I love him and I don't want to sin against the God that I love. Like now that I've experienced this relationship and, and I know that it's authentic and that God, you know, calls me into this and that Jesus has done this work. Why would I sin against that? You know? And, and so you, they can call it external stigma and, and say that, you know, that's what's causing depression in people, but it's not, it's, it's, it's not knowing and the churches need to be equipped and people need to be equipped with the truth. Like this book yeah. that Anne and Paul and Joe Dallas have written. Or for the therapists that are worth their weight in salt are going to understand that there are people that want to um, address unwanted behaviors. You know, if I was addicted to gay porn for seven years of my marriage, and I didn't yeah. want to be that. I was egodystonic. I was doing things I didn't want to do, but and I knew in my faith that it wasn't me doing it. It was my addiction. But but if if the LGBT lobby had their way there'd be no therapist available for me to talk me through it and to realize where my addiction came from and to walk me through it because that might change my sexual orientation. And honestly, once yeah. I got over a porn addiction, then I was, you know, the darkness wasn't poisoning the well of the living water. And then, and then I, Jesus, the light actually came into my life and healed me. And now I don't, you know, see myself as a gay man. I'm very heterosexual, well, I wanna... you know, and, Going back to Amazon, I want to say that uh, I did write Amazon, and I asked them uh, on behalf of WATV-TV about their position uh, with these two books. And this is what I said to Amazon, because I want this to go down on record, and then I wanted to go down their response. I said, um, scroll up a little bit. Okay, I said, it has come to our attention from many authors that Amazon has denied publishing based on the content. The books pertain to Christian issues and LGBTQ. Please see the following pictures. And these are the pictures that some authors submitted, and this was one of them. This book is called Coming Out Straight, Understanding Same-Sex Attraction. And this was Amazon's answer back to them. During our review process, we found that the subject matter written in your book, subject matter of your book is in violation of our content guidelines. Our guidelines apply to the book interior as well as the cover image. So I also said, and I put a copy of that book cover in there, I said, 
these are just an example. On our WATV radio broadcast next Friday night, which they may be listening right now, uh, we are dedicating a whole show to Amazon and what they're doing to Christian artists. Christians are already outraged. We are also publishing an article today on WATV TV about what they're doing to Christians. So this is the questions. I said to the Christians, we feel like your big company is trying to stifle the voice of the Christians. So here are a few questions we hope you can answer. Number one, why are you censoring books based on content of a personal nature, such as the testimony of a Christian? Is it because you do not want the story of how Jesus can set someone free of that lifestyle? What is your position on this matter? Number two, are you declaring to the Christians in America that you are a loyal supporter to the LGBTQ agenda and alienating the Christian audience? Number three, are you censoring books from Planned Parenthood, abortion topics, sex issues, horror books, etc.? How can you prevent someone in the United States from publishing their life story? How can you measure the content of all the millions of books? Please reply back with your policy concerning how you measure your content. And then I said, we will be happy to write another response once we hear from you. And then I said, the Christians are greatly disappointed and hope you will make things right. Also, the president is addressing this issue today in the White House about big companies persecuting Christians and conservatives. And then I said, I informed him of your actions because I wanted them to know uh, that we are moving forward. Okay, so here was their reply. Their reply was, Hello, thank you for sharing your feedback. I can share below the attributing background, meaning information we provide below can be used in your story and can be attributed to Amazon, but cannot be directly quoted. So here's what they say officially. As a bookseller, we provide our customers with access to a variety of viewpoints. That said, we reserve the right not to sell certain content as described in our content guidelines for books, which you can find here. So I went to the link they sent me and I wrote them back. So I said, thank you so much for responding. Here is the original article. My question to your guidelines is, why are some books approved on the same subject and not others? For instance, this book was approved for XLGB. And I sent them the link to another author that they published, that they printed their book. And these are the not the same subject, and then I sent different ones, and I said, but what your rules say. They will they will sell pro, prophylactics and other over-the-counter contraceptives, unrated erotic videos and DVDs, magazines widely available in non-adult only bookstores, sexual health products by pre-approved sellers, sexual aid devices listed by pre-approved sellers, adult only novelty items listed by pre-approved sellers such as vibrators, soaps, novelty food, food, food items. However, you will not publish people's life stories of being set free from homosexuality because you consider that racist or intolerant, which is what their policy said. So the woman writes me back, and she says, our content guidelines for books Found here, so that's all she said. Then I wrote her back and said, "Yes. So how can one book of the same content be approved and the others not?" And she never wrote me back because there are books, Darren, that they have approved that are people that came out of that lifestyle. So why did they approve it for them and not for y'all? Yeah, that's a good what question. I think for the yeah, I can speak to that also. Um, 
Go ahead, Jeremy. Uh, no, I don't mean to interrupt you each time. Um, yeah, the uh, the way they've taken these books down has been the activists have actually been flagging them, saying this book offends us, this book offends us, this one. And so they're just oh. taking them down one by one as they do that. So wow. initially they had approved all of our books because these were all on there up until two weeks ago. And the same activist who started this whole thing um, and I think a couple of us went to his Facebook page. He's actually posted asking for people to search for all of our translated editions in other languages so that he could identify those and have those taken down too. Wow. So, yeah. So some of them just, they didn't know about yet and then they'll take them down once they know about them. <laughs> yeah. And they're taking the books down, not because of the content, but be, just, because the activist hasn't read the book. The activist has admitted yeah, that exactly. they haven't read the book. They're just offensive that the, ah. they're offended that the books exist and that Amazon is publishing books of a Christian nature that, that say that you can lead the LGBT lifestyle in exchange for one in Christ. And yeah. so they just haven't found the other books per se. Um, they're on a crusade yeah, to erase our community. Yeah, they're using the um, they're using the argument that uh, the same APA document that said uh, that uh, yeah, that condemned this work, and uh, they're using that to say that well, these books are um, discredited by the scientific community because of these seven people, and. Um, and they've started a trend with that recently. I believe it started with the the vaccine um, uh, controversy, and I don't know a whole lot about that, but I know that uh, one congressman wrote to them wanting to take all those books down that uh, did anything that disagreed with what the uh, American Medical Association had said. And so that started the trend of saying anything that a professional organization says will be uh, taken for granted, and anything that disagrees with that can be taken down. And so the the same activists talked about using that strategy after because he tried for three months to get our books taken down, and then he sent them the APA letter and they agreed to take it down. Wow, I would love to go through there and write all the books that I'm offended by and see if they would take them yeah. down. Yeah. You well, know? Jeremy, what There's other books? They, they they have other books out there. They have. Um, a bunch of books about suicide and how to commit suicide. And Jeremy, yeah. I, I saw you did a whole list of other books, for example. Yeah, I mean, they have a statues of Satan that you can buy and have delivered to your door and uh, all kinds of satanic uh, uh, things like that. Um, which, I mean, ironically, because I looked for these just to see what they had to use an example to post in a blog. And after searching for it, I didn't realize that they recorded the search, so now they're showing me ads for all kinds of satanic stuff and how to commit suicide. So now Facebook's wow, advertising. Wow, that's that the algorithms. They do that. Yeah. I know it. Well, listen, guys, I really applaud your efforts, and I'm only doing my little small part here to try to help you because I want to get it out there and help your cause because... I believe that this is the hour that the Christians have got to stand up. We, I mean, it may seem like we're in a society right now that just seems so overwhelming, but if everybody will just do their part and just stand up and do what they can in their communities and like what you guys are doing, I mean, we'll be able to change society, but we just got to work together. Amen. 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 You know, June, the former homosexual and former transgender Christians, um, the way I see this right now is that our our community is the canary um, in the religious mind persecution um, in the per- religious persecution mind, and you know we're really suffering and choking from being erased and being attacked um, by people that are mis- uh, misappropriating um, authority from medical associations. And, and coming at us with, and we're, we just want to exist and follow Christ um, and, and live our lives in the freedom. And, you know, <laughs> it, it, they won't stop at, at our community. They will move on to church proper, the, the church body yeah, proper, definitely. and we're seeing the indications of that. And I appreciate you giving a voice to our community, which, you know, Voice of the Voiceless was founded to advocate on, on 
ensuring that our community has the freedoms and retains the freedoms to seek our faith and and to seek services, um, you know, in the books and the materials that that align to our beliefs. And yeah. that's all that we're asking for. We're not attacking anybody. We're not saying that anybody uh, shouldn't have their books published. <laughs> and so, you know, that I appreciate you covering this story for us. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Yes, you know, I've you. written seven books, and one of the books is called Shut the Gates, Purity in the Bedroom. And it talks about the Lord. It sounds crazy, but the Lord told me to write a book about sex, and he told me to be <laughs> graphic about and he told me to write about all the different areas of, ba- you know, of battle, homosexuality, transgender, you know, the whole deal. And so I did. I addressed every topic. So when it came time to put my books up on Facebook, on my uh, professional page, Dr. June Knight, uh, when I went to do that, it accepted all my books but that one. And it said that the content of my books uh, they will not allow me to sell it on Facebook. And I was like, wow, wow. just as I mentioned, you know, being set free from homosexuality. So I'm wow. definitely with you, and uh, I want to take a time to pray for him. Bride, if y'all would please come together. And let's, I want to pray for y'all more than the book issue. I want to pray for your whole community, okay? Uh, you know, you. I'm in love with Jeffrey. You know, God strategically put me and him together in 2017 on the Make America Godly Again tour. We've been knit together ever since, and my heart, y'all, and your whole cause, because uh, there's not people out there like y'all that are fighting uh, for people that are coming out of this and want to discover their new identity. I want to pray for y'all, Lord. Me and the bride, we just come together in unity right now across the world. Uh, across the world, no matter where they're at, Lord. And no matter what time or what year they're listening to this broadcast, this prayer will still be active and still be needed. And, Lord, we come together in agreement right now in unison, the bride. Lord, for this community of people who come out of the LGBT lifestyle, Lord, we pray, Lord, that you uh, would help all of them to see through the lies of the enemy and that they would be set free every whole, Lord, that you would reach in their heart and heal all those deep pockets of uh, that the enemy brought on them in their lifetime, Lord, that you would reach down in there supernaturally and just pull out all that mess, Lord, and just heal their life and set them free, Lord, showing them, Lord, the beauty of your holiness, Lord, the beauty of the relationship that you have designed for them, the life and the destiny that you have designed for every human on the earth, Lord. So these two guys, Lord, that's on the broadcast, I ask you tonight, Lord, uh, to expand their borders. Lord, I pray that you give them clarity in their understanding in their mission and that you would give them prophetic understanding, vision, anointing, uh, the clear ear with the frequency to heaven because your voice, Lord, is how we are moved. And I'm asking you, Lord, to lead them and guide them into all the truth. And, Lord, all the things that they need to fulfill their missions, I'm asking you, Lord, to grant it unto them. Lord, grant it to them, the money, the building, the people, the favor, uh, the resources, all the things they need to be successful. I ask you tonight to grant it unto them. Lord, I pray for them personally as men. Lord, only you know the road and the journey that these guys have been on. And, Lord, I celebrate with heaven tonight. host, I'm celebrating the victory that you won in their lives, Lord, bringing them out, setting them free, and continually, because we know it's a process, continually healing them, Lord. So just as I asked for all the other people, Lord, I asked for them as well tonight that you reach in there and continue to pull out 
all of that Lord that would so easily beset them from being the men of God that you have called them to Lord I ask you Holy Spirit to reveal to them mysteries of your word mysteries of your spirit Lord and I ask you Lord to set them on fire more than they've ever been and Lord I thank you for partnering them Lord with good godly men that will mentor them, Lord, in the kingdom, that will train them and raise them up, Lord, and take them to their destiny. Tonight we thank you for this call, Lord. What a divine destiny. And, Lord, the situation with with Amazon, Lord, we know that the end will come one day. Your word has already written it. Your word is declared that great persecution will come to your church, Lord. But, Lord, we're asking that while we're here, Lord, that you would lead us and guide us into what we are supposed to do. We don't understand why Amazon and all these big companies are doing this, but what we are asking, Lord, is that we hear your voice, know how to react to the enemy's assault, which this deal with Amazon is an assault from the enemy. So give these guys wisdom on how to handle this and how to fight this and how to uh, combat what the enemy is trying to do for the body of Christ to be successful in this area in Jesus' name. We thank you that the favor of God rests on their life and no weapon formed against them shall prosper. All them that rise up against them shall fall. You have called them for such a time as this, Lord. And I thank you that they are giants in the kingdom, Lord. I pray a clothing on them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet with the anointing of the Holy Ghost on them, Lord. And we thank you and give you praise tonight, Lord. Victory is yours in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, guys. Amen. one of y'all? Amen. Would like to pray for America. Either way, I mean, I, I prayed at the beginning, so I'll let uh, Darren do it if he wants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lord, I thank you for um, America. Lord, I thank you that um, you've blessed us. That uh, I thank you for the founders that uh, understood freedom and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. And Lord, I pray that you would. Um, raise up uh, the righteous that would step forward and step back into the role of leadership. And um, Lord, your word says that um, you will prosper a nation that seeks you. And and so Lord, I just pray that you would continue to give your graces and mercies uh, to your church, that your um, church would be a light uh, in in this country, and that Jesus would be known throughout the land, and and as people's hearts are changing to love, that this country would um, would be a, a light into the world, and and that the freedom and um, the life that is available here would be known that that it is a nation that honors God, and um, and so God, we just thank you for being sovereign in our lives. And uh, that you are sovereign over our nation as well, that your word says that you have um, put in leaders that we have. And, and Lord, I just pray that you continue to um, bring the leaders that are fearing you since that is the beginning of wisdom and um, that we will uh, continue to prosper under good leadership. And uh, I thank you for President Trump uh, that that you have ordained that he was our president. And uh, I just thank you for um, the blessing that he's been to our country. And I pray that you would continue to um, uh, guide him in, in your uh, righteousness and, and in your justice and in your freedom. And I pray that the protections that we have in this country to pursue you with full freedom, uh, not just in the church, but in our lives uh, would be protected, Lord, that our ability to evangelize and disciple freely and openly uh, would remain protected in this country. And I just thank you that it has been and that it will continue to be. And I thank you for who you are in our lives in Jesus' name. Now, it's funny you mentioned I found a soundbite 
uh, where he was talking about. Play that real quick. Listen to this. Everybody in that room stood and applauded. We asked for greatness. It's greatness for our country and to renew our love and loyalty to one another as friends, as citizens, as neighbors, as patriots, and as Americans. There could be no better way to begin this exciting national adventure than the way America has always begun our greatest adventures, by coming together in prayer. So today and every day, let us pray for the future of our country. Let us pray for the courage to pursue justice and the wisdom to forge peace. Let us pray for a future where every child has a warm, safe, and loving home. Let us come together for the good of our people, for the strength of our families, for the safety of our citizens, for the fulfillment of our deepest hopes and our highest potential. And let us always give thanks for the miracle of life, the majesty of creation, and the grace of Almighty God. Thank you. It is an honor to be with you. God bless you, and God bless America. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hey, he actually said at the uh, prayer breakfast earlier in the year, uh, but I Hello. thought it was just a to play that tonight. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. That was very good. <laughs> well, guys, I love you, and I pray the best for y'all, and I'm excited to see what God's going to do. Amen. Amen. Thank you so well, much, Dr. Have June. A- God bless you. You too. Thank you, June. Bless you. All right, bye-bye. Good night. Bye. Bye.